The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello, and welcome to Cast a Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? Hello, everyone. It's nice to get back in time, touch with everyone. Uh, glad that you could join me once again, Anwar, for another episode of Cast a Strong Style that you can find on the web at cspn.us. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and also YouTube. So, Anwar, we're going to lead into where we left off last. Azuka, he was going to, or Izuka, however you like to say it, he was going to have his very last match. And it's going to be set up here by you. We're going to let you lead into this review as I did not get a chance to see it but I know what happened and the aftermath of everything so go ahead and break it down with a blow by blow set it up and then I will analyze Azuka's last match for Suzuki gun Azuka's Azuka's entrance to with his music not usually when it's like like Suzuki gun and it's like featuring other people it's their music that goes first. and But since this is his last match, it was Azuka's music. And the crowd was so freaking hyped. And it's it was awesome. They were just really hyped to, like, say goodbye. And he was just seeing him go to the crowd and be a crazy madman. But the crowd just really into it. It was an awesome start. And throughout the match, it's just like it was situations where, like, Tenzin was trying to reach to him and feel like he was getting close. But at the end, it wouldn't. He wouldn't break through. And even at after the match and the end result, he thought he was close to like breaking through to Azuka. But Azuka played him for the played him for the the herb, and still gave him the boots and gave him the boots, and then was on his way. But they they beat him beat up Tenzin some more. <laughs> I think I think he, Tenzan actually beat him with the like the moonsault, but he put the shirt on him <laughs> on the way out. I was like, "Damn, that's pretty savage, Tenzan." But yeah, after that, oh Suzuki Gun came in the ring and they just kind of celebrated and whatnot. And as as at the end, when Azuka left his 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 Iron Claw. Uh, tai Chi picked up the claw, looked at it, smiled, and then put the claw on his like staff and walked away. <laughs> and Kevin Kelly was like, "Oh no, not not just the thought of him having that and keeping that as an heirloom and keeping it as the next generation is is just I don't want to think about that because <laughs> like Tai Chi already a dirty dude, so." <laughs> You don't need no more weapons, but I mean, he, he, has, he has it. But 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 I did see like Taishi's comments after the match. It was really sweet, actually. And basically says, whenever you want to come back, because I'll have this here holding ready for you. So. And then it was just was a nice little thing Taishi said. So, yeah. She has his moments. That's what's up, man. I really have enjoyed Izuka or Izuka, however you like to pronounce it. Uh, it is a good, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Izuka. Right. I, I've I've really enjoyed just his craziness, um, especially since the return of Suzuki Gun in the past two years. And when he's been serious and actually, you know, went in there and done some good work, he's had some pretty good matches. So. Actually had flashbacks to when he was younger. Was doing some. He was pulled out some moves, bro. He he did the um. 
he did a, a flying knee bar on somebody, I believe. And, and the crowd was like, oh! Because <laughs> it's like, they, we don't see you do this no more. So it's, he was like, this is this is it. I'm going to just throw some of the old school stuff for you. <laughs> yeah, man. It just showed, like, they can do little side stories that are not main event-based stuff and still it'll come off. Because that's what gave the match even more life. So, yeah, man. I didn't expect this to be such a like good story, sub storyline, and a payoff to to say goodbye. I was like, yeah, man, that was pretty good. It was really good. I think I gave it like three point seven five out of five. Yeah, yeah, it was a great build because through all those um, underneath matches that they had, and Tenzan trying and trying and trying and getting knocked out and getting the fingers and all that stuff throughout all these matches and, you know, always coming back though, still trying and trying and trying. And then it was a good way through your recap, how they paid it off where he felt like he was close, but not quite. Cause I think a lot of people thought it was going to go the other way where maybe they were going to be beating him down so much that he was going to come back and save Tenzan, but nope, didn't happen. No, I love that. The fact that, some people changed and some people changed back, but Azuka was like, nah. <laughs> this is my lane and I'm staying in it. But nice try, Tenzan. So we'll transition from uh, Azuka's last match to the Honor Rising shows, the joint promotional shows between ROH and New Japan. So we'll talk about night one as we start off with the villain, Marty Squirrel, making his Long awaited return back to New Japan, and he faced off against Ren Narita, the young lion. Mighty Squirrel kicks out of a roll up, and then he taps out the young lion with his cross face chicken wing. So, you know, the way for the young lion to get some experience, Marty to get his feet back wet, get the crowd into one of his matches since it's been a while since he's been here in New Japan. A good start to the Honor Rising Night One show. I did not expect to like that match as much as I did, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it gave, it did everything that she said, but it also like via that finish, it was they were like building up the power of his finisher too. So that's another thing that New Japan is really good at. Second match on the card: Shota Aminu versus Zach Saber Jr. Shota hits a missile dropkick for a near fall, but Zack Sabre Jr. slips out of Shota's Superman's, uh, fisherman suplex attempt, and then he worked his way into the modified version of orienting with Napalm Death, and Zack Sabre Jr. got the win. I really enjoyed this match. I enjoyed that match. I think I need to give it another look. I didn't love it when I wanted it to, but I did enjoy it. And what I enjoyed... At the beginning of the match, when Taka was talking that shit, and Amino was like, "Nah, you're not gonna talk shit like that to me." And once that ring the bell rang, he just smoked fucking Taka. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he got that motherfucker out of here. It was like, and then the crowd was like, "Oh!" Because <laughs> he's like, like Taka talk shit all the time, but he don't be getting, he don't be getting no smoke back, so. Mino was like, nah, but yeah, it was it was a nice little match, and even like by like Mino pushing him so hard when they interacted the next night, <laughs> Zach was still fucking mad <laughs> that he took so long to beat him. So and Mino was like, fuck you. <laughs> it definitely with these two guys opening uh, this this card, it definitely shows you against the opponents that they faced, it shows you that they definitely have identified them as two guys that they need to get as much experience as they can, as quick as they can, because they're probably going to try to fast track their excursions to get them back. You know, I think you have to have what 50 matches or a hundred matches as a young lion before you can do your excursion. I have to look that up, but I don't know about that one, but but usually they have them for a while and then they send them off. Right, right. So it'll be interesting to see uh, once they do go away and they come back, you know, how they, what gimmicks they have, what, you know, movesets they have. Because as a young lion, Ben Narita has that beautiful overhead uh, German suplex bridge that he does. Yeah. 
to try to win matches that they allow him to, to do. Uh, and then, you know, Shota has a million dollar drop kick and he's just so strong and tough. He just has good fighting spirit. So I'm very excited about those two guys. I'm interested to see where they would go, but New Japan has relationship with a lot of different people. So CMLL, ROH, I mean, they have options and with through the LA Dojo, they can like get them bookings too. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. We have the legend Jushin Thunder Liger and Jonathan Gresham versus Taiji Ishimori and Robbie Eagles. Gresham, he tags out to Jushin Thunder Liger, who sends Ishimori into the ropes, and then he rolls up Taiji Ishimori and he gets the wind with the schoolboy and shocked the whole crowd. And Taiji Ishimori was beside himself. I had this match spoiled for me, but even seeing it happen, it shocked the hell out of me regardless. And Jonathan Grissom is a dude that I've heard about and how he's amazingly technical and whatnot. Boy, after th- these two shows, I'm I'm all about that John I'm all about backing Grissom. A black dude that can do that level of chain wrestling, shit, I'm here for it. Yeah, I can't wait till we talk about night two, the match he was involved in. But yeah, Jonathan, that's my first time uh, seeing him um, in action. And I've never really heard of him. I was just like, man, he's kind of small. But once he got in the ring, it got going, man. It was like, oh, okay. I see what it is with this guy. Yeah, he's really good. Definitely got to be a part of New Japan uh, going forward. Like his like his. His 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 ring coat made me think of Dragon, American Dragon back in the day. And like the chain wrestling also kind of made me think of Dragon. So I was like, he might have been American Dragon fan growing up. And he's just doing his own thing with his own flair. Cause he had even though he was doing that chain wrestling stuff, he had like charisma and even even bro- I think I don't know if it was this night or the next night he broke out a fucking like shooter star or like it was a ridiculous. I was like, what? I was like, oh, I, I, I was like, what, bro? You got this technical stuff and some high flying. I was like, oh, dog. I was like, since I am going to that G one show now, so <laughs> I was like, I'm hoping to see him. Yeah, he's definitely one to watch for, Jonathan Gresham, ladies and gentlemen. So, Juice Robinson, David Finley, Hamna, and Hanare, they faced off against the Gorillas of Destiny and the Briscoe Brothers. Juice, he managed to wiggle out of a doomsday device. Then, he has some left hands that led to a pro-fiction attempt. Mark got out of the pro-fiction, but he gets thrown into a Jado Kendo stick shot, and he gets rolled up by Juice for the win. After the match, the Gorillas of Destiny beat down the Bis- the Briscoe brothers because, you know, they have long-standing beef with each other. <laughs> that was like, it was weird seeing them tag together, and I was like, um, when they finally, like, turned on each other, it was not that surprising. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was like, I like the match. It made me actually be interested in the Briscoes versus G.O.D. match was something I had no thinking I would have be interested in, but they did a good job with it. Next up, we have our never openweight six-man tag team championship match as Cheeseburger, Colt Cabana, and Delirious. They faced off against the champions, Taguchi Japan, consisting of Makabe, Yano, and Taguchi. Delirious, he gets thrown into an exposed corner, but he's back with a cross chop as he almost shocked Yano for the win. But Yano comes back with some misdirection. He, of course, he uses the low blow and he gets a roll up and a little assistance for Taguchi and Taguchi Japan retains the title and gets the win. Uh, after the match, Colt Cabana gives a handshake to Yano and that leads to Delirious attacking Colt Cabana. I'm a cute rude with you. I'm not feeling this match, but I I did laugh at times during it. Yeah. And I'm happy that Cabana, Cabana got to wrestle in New Japan, so that's good for him. 
And I'm always here for cheeseburger and be able to come to Japan and have fun and stuff. Yeah, man. I'm all here. I'm I'm here for like cheeseburger. I mean, he ain't no super heavyweight, but he's an entertaining dude. So props for cheeseburger. Keep getting like he's out there living the dream. A lot of people can never live. So get to wrestle. Get to wrestle in Japan once or twice a year. And that's what's up. Props for cheeseburger. It's time for our never open weight championship match as Dalton Castle is challenging the champion, Will Ospreay. A deadlift gut wrench powerbomb from Dalton Castle gets a two count. Ospreay does a reverse Hurricane Rana that spikes Castle, followed by a hook kick. Ospreay's decapitation elbow flattens Dalton Castle and left him prone for the Stormbreaker, and Will Ospreay defends the never. Open weight championship. I had low expectations of this match because it's like, man, Castle is just beat up, man. Even in the match, you can see how, even even in the match, you can see him beat up. And I give him props for going out there and doing the best he can do. So, and he did a pretty good job in this match. So, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, and. Man, I just wish Castle could just just get some time to just heal up, and because I would like to see him get back to his what he once was. Because I don't like, I would like to see him get back to. I, I just, uh, I, he's a very likable guy. So I mean, but yeah, I like the match. So I liked it. Yeah, he's definitely a lot different than he was two years ago when I first saw him, and was like, oh. I like this dude. I get it. The gimmick is cool. He can really go in the ring. Uh, what really told the tale to me was when he was walking back to the back, just how slow he was moving. It's like, yeah. oh, man, he's still really, you know, effed up. So, like you said, it was a very valiant effort to even get in the ring, not being – he's probably not even 80%, let alone 100%. So, like you said, hopefully he can get it some chance to – rest here before the Madison Square Garden show and maybe be as best he can be for that and put on a good show that night. Yeah. For the ROH World Television Championship, we had Goto challenging Jeff Cobb. The GTR is slipped out of as Cobb gets a near fall with the roll-up. Tour of the Islands by Cobb quickly follows and Jeff Cobb retains the ROH Television Championship. I don't know what if it was me or if it, I just watched it at the wrong time. I thought it was a, it was a solid match. It just didn't click with me any level beyond that. I actually liked their first match more, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I thought the tag team match they have on night two was actually a lot better than this one-on-one match they had. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Way better. I agree that their first encounter was really, really good and much better than this match. I did like Goto being the dickhead in this match and, and suplexing a young lion on him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why you do that? That's so savage. Why are you, why are you so petty, Goto? What's got into you? That damn Shabbat is bad influence. <laughs> the Kingdom, Matt Taven. Tiki Orion and Vinny Marsala. They go up against Okada, Tanahashi, and Jay Lethal. The Kingdom work into a total world side Russian leg sweep and a knee strike to Jay Lethal for a near fall. From there, we get a triple power a triple power bomb to Jay Lethal is stopped by Tanahashi and Okada. They both make the save, allowing Jay Lethal to drop Marsala with a lethal injection for the win. After the match, the Kingdom briefly attacks. Jay Lethal setting up the ROH championship match the next day. I thought this was a good spot for Jay Lethal because he's had a hard time kind of getting over in Japan. So ahead of it, instead of having him close out the match with his ROH title match in this particular show, they had him instead rub up against Okada and Tanahashi, the dream team and get the win, and so it kind of boosted him 
going into the next night. So it just kind of got the people behind them way to get them over. I thought that was really smart. Are you a big fan of this version of the kingdom? I haven't, like, I'm going to tell you something. It was a point I was watching, like, um, Always, and I just kind of, kind of fell out of watching it. But, uh, I, I kind of like this version of kingdom, and I actually like the, their look, looks together. It's, it's not the same version. It's, I actually was entertained by Matt Taven, and I don't really no no shade. I just didn't think I would be entertained with with like Taven in that manner. But he was entertaining to me. But as far as like the guy that Tanahashi thinks is going to be um really good, I gotta watch more of him. But he he wasn't offensive to me. But yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe he just had a bad night. I don't know. So we'll move on to night two of the Honor Rising shows. As we start off our opening match, Jonathan Gresham and Hanare faced off against Zack Sabre Jr. and Taka Michinoku. Gresham, he gets Taka in the octopus stretch and Taka Michinoku has to tap out. As Jonathan Gresham and Hanare get the win over Zack Sabre Jr. and Takamichinoku. Uh, yeah, this was the match where Jonathan Gresham really got a chance to show off his technical wrestling skills. As him and Zack Sabre Jr. had just some classic getting in holes and out of holes and reversing holes. And oh man, I really enjoyed the heck out of their interactions. They have chemistry from wrestling each other in the past, and they even wrestled recently, I think in December. In ROH, so they have really good chemistry. So I wasn't surprised by that in the least. It was cool to see Zach versus someone that is is in the elite of that type of style of wrestling. So that was cool. And more building up of Jonathan Gresham. It's like hopefully we see him more in New Japan in the best of Super Juniors and maybe in best in in. Best, like in in junior tag division tag league, I guess Liger would be his tag team partner. I don't know. So yeah, man, that that was they did a really good job. Like to me, as far as like new talent coming over and just kind of establish themselves, Jonathan Grissom really like he won that weekend to me. <laughs> so hands down, yep, he definitely won that weekend. Like. Me and you guys who never watched him before, and we we're like, wow, this guy's really awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's the most impressive person I've seen um, in this whole show that I didn't know coming into it. Exactly. And that's the point. If you could take somebody that a lot of people didn't know, give them an opportunity to be, like spotlight themselves and be like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. Maybe I'll keep an eye on him more often. Maybe I'll maybe maybe I'll go to an ROA show just to see him wrestle. It was like a lot of if you have good showings in other places, it can affect affect your like future and your company in a positive way. And it's like, yeah man, that dude's really good. And I, I he better be in the best of super juniors. I'm gonna be disappointed. You heard it here first folks. Anwar Starman's gonna riot. Johnson Gresham's not in the best of the super juniors. Robbie Eagles, he faced off against Marty Squirrel. Marty absorbs some kicks from Eagles. A discus forearm from Squirrel stops Eagles, who then instantly tapped out to the crossface chicken wing. So Marty Squirrel's on the back, and he's on a winning streak. And Robbie Eagles is a part of the Bullet Club, the newest member. And so he he had a good little weekend and a chance to shine. So, you know, good piece of business by those two. Yeah, Eagles. They did it. They they had a they had a really good match, and and like Marty's just getting like protected really good, and and it's gonna be cool to see see how he's used while he's still. It, it's gonna be interesting to see how he's used in the company while he's like eligible to be in the company. So, and maybe. Maybe the treatment of Marty is a secret, like, olive branch to 
you know, them boys that I ain't really feeling right now. Cheeseburger and Delirious. They faced off against Colt Cabana and Yano. Delirious tries to win with a low blow and a roll up, but Colt Cabana drops Delirious on the top turnbuckle and catches him with the Superman body press and Colt Cabana and Yano as they get the win. They're a fun little tag team. Like, those two are masters of comedy wrestling and you have them together. <laughs> yeah. And at the end where they had the young lion holding the ice on his <laughs> Say so stupid. <laughs> Jeff Cobb, he teamed up with Dalton Castle to go up against Will Ospreay and Goto. Cobb, he counted an Oz cutter into the athletic press for a near fall. A tour of the islands followed, but Osprey counted out as he and Goto teamed up for the decapitated elbow. Osprey somehow got Jeff Cobb up for the Stormbreaker. And Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb got the win. You mean Goto got the win? I mean, excuse me, Will Ospreay and Goto got the win. Excuse me. Yeah, Jeff Cobb got pinned. Excuse me. Thank you, sir. Remember, remember how I said, like, just the thought that E.T.'s lifting up Harry? That's the thing about watching these shows. If you just little things here and there, they... They set you up for, hey, maybe he won't do this again. Maybe he'll shy away. And he's like, nah, I'm going to fucking try to do this. And then he did it. And it's like, everybody was like, what? And people got like, what? Even Goto was like, what? You pulled that off. <laughs> you pulled that big boy up and did that shit. Super impressive. <laughs> Let me keep it real with you. Give me more of Goto and Osprey being dickheads to people. I'm down for that. Because they were doing some dickhead shit this week in, in these shows. And I was like, they like they bring the worst out of each other. And like, more go to it and Osprey together. <laughs> I'm here for it. Because goddamn it, you need help in that tag division. <laughs> this was a great match. I really enjoyed the hell out of this match. Oh, hell yeah. I'm definitely going to revisit that show, that match again at some point. Matt Taven and Vinny Marcella, they faced off against Na- Naito and Shingo. A tilt-to-world backbreaker from Marcella gets a near fall before Shingo came in to help quell the kingdom. Shingo's pumping bomber lays out Vinny, and then Naito hits the Destino, and Naito and Shingo get the win. Remember I said about tag teams, and they need tag teams, but tag like Naito, Naito is too good for that. Division. Him and Shingo tag together. That should be fun, man. And it's only been like as far as just just regular tag team joints that damn they just really they just work really good together. I don't know. Because it's that classic you got the one guy who's the power guy in Shingo, and then you got the one guy who's the wrestler guy in Naito. And that's always been how the tag team perfect, you know, combination for a great tag team works. You know, you know, by you just saying that, that made me think of like an old school, like New Japan tag team. Um, Hiroshi Hase and um, Kensuke Sasaki. Mm-hmm. They, they were great together and they definitely had that, 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 that dynamic that you just explained. Actually, if you think about it, the Heart Foundation had that dynamic too. So you, you can point that out to a lot of different tag teams over in the, in the, um, over the future, over the past. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. We have a ROH World Championship title match as TK Orion. He challenged Jay Lethal. Lethal gets the figure four on. Lethal chops TK Orion in the hole as he looked to get the pin. But instead, TK Orion gets to the ropes and he comes back with a small package for the win of his, on his own. Lethal kicks out and he goes for lethal injection only for TK Orion to pull lethal into an O'Connor roll for a near fall. From the kick out, lethal heads into the ropes and nails the lethal injection and Jay Lethal gets the win and defends his ROH title. Matt Taven then comes through the crowd. He lays out Jay Lethal with his replica ROH title belt. <laughs> 
I really enjoyed Jay Lethal in this match. I thought he was really good. It started off a little slow, but once they kind of got into it, you know, uh, you know, Jay Lethal has if if he wrestled in like nineteen eighty nine and not two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. he'd probably be like the second biggest main event star in wrestling because his matches are really deliberate and slow to have a real old school feel to him. But mm-hmm. once he starts to turn it up, though, towards the middle, once they get about 10 minutes in, once he breaks the sweat, his matches turn out to be damn good. And so I really enjoyed this. I'm just a big Jay Lethal fan. I don't think he gets enough credit for um, how he's held down ROH and then championship and and you know he's never got he's never got a chance at WWE and that's always been surprising to me. I don't think they ever really wanted him. For what I gather. Yeah, and that just shocks me, just because. I mean, you know, he had to run in TNA. There's a lot of people that were in TNA that are. In WWE or with, for were familiar with TNA and went back to WWE that could have definitely, I'm pretty sure, brought up. Hey, you need to bring this guy in, but for some reason they've just never gone that route. So he keeps doing what he does in ROH, and I'm here for it. So I'm a big Jay Lethal fan. I always wonder about stuff like that. If people have never really vouched for you, is it that they had issues with you? I don't know. That's that's strange, bro. Hey, man. He had a, he's had a successful career and he's made a lot of money, so props him. Now we have our IWGP Tag Team Title Match as the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, they faced off against Evil and Sonata. Evil he takes the double team tag and twist. Sonata then runs into a gun stun. As the challengers then went for the Jado and Gato superpower bomb, Jado held Evil back, and there was nothing he could do as the Gorillas of Destiny pinned Sonata and regained the titles for the fifth time. Hmm, that's what that's what New Japan does. They they put the title on the team for a short term and then take it off and then go back to status quo. Yawn. I like I like I like God. I was like, didn't didn't Evil and Sonata just beat them in tag league? Didn't Evil and Sonata didn't Evil and Sonata beat them in at, at um the dome? Didn't even didn't even Sonata beat them? Didn't even Sonata beat them in the, in this one on one title defense? And then they just come back and just drop the title. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I think this is just setting up the Evil and Sonata one-on-one one-on-one runs, um, singles runs, because, I mean, Evil is huge over right now. Oh, yeah. Evil's awesome. I'm like, I'm I'm probably, I'm probably going to run back the Evil versus um, Okada match from G1 Climax 27. I think that was the one where like Okada was just on fire and shit. <laughs> And then Evil just came on that out of nowhere and beat was the first one I think to beat him or so it's like yeah man Evil, I'm I, I like but you can still do single stuff and then be tag champions I mean it's it's really weird that like the dark tag team was a great tag team but they kind of suck at <laughs> booking the tag division. <laughs> But they were raised on them like that Memphis like style booking, so I I get I guess whatever, man. It's kind, it's kind of hard for me as a tag tag lover of tag team wrestling to be like, man, it ain't that difficult. Right. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so we're gonna finish the night with one more tag team match. This time we're gonna have the ROH World Tag Team Championships on the line. As Lifeblood, Juice Robinson, and David Finley, they faced off against the Briscoe Brothers. Finley rolls through a doomsday device attempt, and his victory roll gets a two count, and they almost get the win. Lifeblood then go for their own doomsday device with an uppercut as David Finley comes in off the ropes, and he connects, but he separates his shoulder when he lands on the mat, there's a little bit of confusion. 
They tossed Juice Robinson to the outside. The Briscoes hit the froggy elbow on the David Finley, and they retain the ROH Tag Team Championships. So, David Finley, you know, he missed. Um, there was some big match he was supposed to have, and his shoulder was hurt. He had to miss it about three or four months ago, and um, they had to replace him for that because his shoulder was bad. And in this match, it looked like he hurt it earlier. Like, he was kind of favoring it. Like, it was bothering him maybe because he was holding on to his wrist a lot. And then, yeah, he hit this elbow, and then when he does the spin, I mean, the uppercut, and then when he does the spin, he was kind of close to the ropes, so his feet kind of got caught up in the ropes, so he couldn't kind of brace himself properly. And, yeah, when he came down, man, his shoulder was all out of dislocated, and uh, he was, you know, in a lot of pain. He hesitated for a second, made the cover. The kickout came, and the kickout came. He basically pointed to his shoulder and told her issues. Nah, he couldn't go. So they, the Briscoes kind of, you know, had to gather themselves for a second, kind of figure out what they, what to do. And then that's when they just threw juice out and hit him with the elbow and got up out of there. Okay. That's, that's good. Yeah. So after the match, the Briscoes, they issued a challenge to the Gorillas of Destiny, champions versus champions at the New Japan ROH G1 Supercard, Supercard of Honor at Madison Square Garden. And of course, the Gorillas of Destiny come out and they accept. So, Anwar Starwin, there's a match you're going to have for your Madison Square Garden attendance. I'll probably, I'll, weekend. Uh, I'll probably enjoy it still. Uh, huh. I'll probably enjoy the match. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and you'll enjoy it from the beer line at the concession stand? <laughs> Stop reading my mind, sir. <laughs> oh, out here snitching on me. <laughs> so uh those were the two shows from the Honor Rising uh editions for this year from the joint promotions ROH and New Japan. Unfortunately for David Finley that he got hurt, uh you know, the lifeblood thing was starting to take off and uh, ROH and, and he was set to be a part of the New Japan Cup coming up here in a couple of days and now all of that's been sidelined and who knows how long he's going to be out so hopefully he gets well soon and uh, like we commented before Jonathan Gresham definitely was a breakout star of this tour so I'm looking forward to seeing so many great things from him this summer and hopefully again in the fall when they do the Junior Tag League Championship Series. Yep. Cast a Strong Style is being brought to you by the CSPN and Amazon.com. Head over to CSPN.us and click on our tab that says Keep Our Podcast Free at the top of the page. Then click on Amazon, do your shopping as you normally would, and some of your purchase will come back to the CSPN to help keep Cast a Strong Style free each and every week. So please, again, do your shopping at Amazon.com through CSPN.us and help keep our podcast free. So we'll preview the 47th anniversary event that will be taking place when many of you hear this uh, the very the same day or it will just be a day later. So we're going to start at the top as we're going to have the IWGP heavyweight champion Jay White face the never openweight champion Will Ospreay in a non-title match. We're going to have Tanahashi, Okada, and Goto face off against Evil, Sonata, and Naito. The IWGP junior heavyweight champion, Taiji Ishimori, he's going to face off against Jushin Thunder Liger. For the IWGP junior heavyweight tag team championships, Shingo and Bushi are going to face off against Sho and Yo. We're going to have Kojima, Hamna, Tiger Mask, Taguchi, and Dragon Lee face off against Suzuki Gun, consisting of Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Kanamaru, Desperado, and Takamuchinoku. Yuji Nagata and Hanare are going to face off against Ishii and Yoshihashi. In our opening match, Makabe, Yano, and Yoshida, and Shota Umino and Rin Narita go up against Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, Chase Owens, and a returning Hulukalo, the little big brother of Tamatanga and Tangaloa. 
So let's start at the top here with the main event. Will Ospreay is going to get a non-title match against Jay White. Two guys who are pretty familiar with each other from, you know, the Jay White's young lion days and moving up through uh, since he's come back from his excursion. They had a match in our way that was awesome. It was one of the best Jay White matches I've seen. Do you think that they could reprise that here? They're both better wrestlers. They're both better wrestlers now, but Jay was more of working a baby face. So I haven't seen that Jay White in New Japan, to be quite honest. So maybe maybe this is a match where he breaks it out because that's a complaint against Jay right now. Like He's not having those type of high-level call-over matches that we expect out of IWGP Heavyweight Championship champion or IW or New Japan main eventer. That is the complaint about him. As far as character work, Jay is amazing. But people somewhat have a point about he hasn't he hasn't shown that 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 S rank level in ring yet. As far as the other championship matches go It'll be very interesting to see the match that Taiji Ichimori and Justin Th- Jushin Thunder Liger have just due to the way they've built this up with Liger, you know, getting the flash pins on them and Ichimori calling them out and Liger accepting the challenge and all the way that they built up to it. It's definitely going to be a fun match. Um, Ishimori should come out on top, but you never know. Liger's been, you know, flirting with a couple of championship runs here and there, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, the booking that they've done with the match and the hype for it, I wasn't initially was interested, but they did such a good job that I'm very much interested in the match. A lot of people don't know, Jushin hasn't been IWGP champion since 1999, so it's been 20 years. And I think I think the timeline for like Hiromu's like his prediction of when he will return. I think it's actually might be during this show, so I don't know. Keep an eye out, keep an eye out for that. Okay. The junior heavyweight championship match, Shingo and Bushi face off against Sho and Yo. Rapungi three K. So Rapungi three K are gonna get their one on one uh title match. I'm interested to see how this plays out because uh Rapungi 3K was very hot for a minute, but they've been cooled off a lot. And, uh, you know, I think you've already said you see bigger things than the junior heavyweight division for Shingo. So, you know, this may be a point where they decide, okay, let's kind of transition him into something else and they might decide to get the title off of him. But uh, it's going to be interesting to me how they book this match. They could take the title off him and then move Bushi. Bushi, um, Evil, and Sonata, and have them get back there. Never race, never opens tag belts. It's build up like um, Shingo for the, like going forward for the best of Super Juniors. I don't know. Right, and then I think the match that you're going to be probably the most uh, surprised by that everybody will probably come away with, like, man, that thing was hard hitting. Yuji Nagata and Hanare versus Ishii and Yoshihashi, just because Nagata and Ishii have been, like you said, uh, building up towards an epic blow-off match through all these little tag matches and all their interactions have just been, you know, devastatingly hard-hitting, so I don't expect anything different here. Yep. I, 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 I think it'll be a pretty good match. I mean... That match that that match that it, that they had like on the anniversary show. <laughs> I mean, like the retirement shows. Man, I really fucking loved it. I enjoyed that match. And then we'll talk about the New Japan Cup because the winner of the New Japan Cup will be facing Jay White at Madison Square Garden WrestleMania weekend. So the New Japan Cup is going to start on March eighth. Opening round, opening day matches. We have Nagata facing off against Ishii. Juice Robinson going up against Chase Owens. Hamna versus Taichi. 
and Nakanishi versus Yoshihashi. March 9th, we're going to have Hanare versus Lance Archer, Will Ospreay versus Bad Luck Fale, Okada versus Michael Elgin, and Mikey Nichols, formerly of NXT, uh, TM61, where the mighty don't kneel, versus Hekalu. On the 10th, Tenzan is going to face Taguchi, as Taguchi is replacing David Finley after he hurt his shoulder. Tanahashi, he's going to face off against Shota Amuno. Evil is going to face Zack Sabre Jr. And Kota Ibushi is going to face Naito. And then on the 11th, which is the final day of the opening round, you're going to have Yano going up against Davey Boy Smith Jr., Kojima versus Minoru Suzuki, Goto versus Sonata, and Makabe versus Colt Cabana. Some very interesting first round matchups there. I think the one that jumps off to everybody is Kota Ibushi versus Naito on March 10th. They have they have great matches and they almost kill each other every time. So I expect nothing less. I really all things point toward the Bushi winning, but they like doing sneaky stuff in the New Japan Cup. So <laughs> I don't know who the hell's gonna win that match. Yeah, this is a pretty stacked uh, card, stacked uh, list of competitors in this thing and anybody could win because like you said, they got to set up a match that people like you will care about to see Jay white in and Madison square garden, the headline that show. So Kota Bushi, um, maybe Okada. Um, some people are saying Tanahashi gets the rematch at MSG. So there's a lot of different scenarios that could be up in play. And we'll just have to wait till the end of the New Japan Cup to find out. So from March 8th through, I think the last show is on the 24th. So for the bulk of this month, they'll be having matches in the tournament. Single elimination, 32 competitors, and the winner gets to face the IWGP champion at Madison Square Garden. Man, I don't even know who they're going to go with. Like. <laughs> I have a pick of comp like uh, like we like it's a con- contest by another podcast and yeah it's like you pick who you think is going to win and it's just it's, it's that I haven't filled mine out so it's going to be interesting because just just because a person is a favorite don't mean they're going to win that opening match or win certain matches and just how evil has been getting the best of Zach. Last last couple go rounds, but Zach overall has his number. That's an interesting match in itself. So it's a lot of interesting matches. I don't know how it's going to play out. I know how I wanted to play out. Well, that's going to be my question to you, since you're going to be attending this event, this historic event in Madison Square Garden. Who would you like to see in the main event against Jay White? I want a Bushi versus Jay White, but. Uh, I, I, you know who I think is I, I what, what, what I really think is going to happen is um, I think, I think Ibushi maybe gets to the finals, faces Okada, loses to Okada, Okada faces Jay White at Madison Square Garden, but Okada beat it, Naito, and in New Japan when you beat a champion that that allows you to challenge them, and then Bushi. Like and then Ibushi faces Naito for the Intercontinental Championship at MSG, and because of symbolism in that that title, Bushi has been chasing that title and coming up short for years. It would mean something for him if he beat it Naito for it, so. And that will also allow free Naito to do other things and just get prepped for like get prepped for um G one. Yeah, because he's gonna be the champion again in twenty twenty, right? We'll see. You never know it with with the Booker. <laughs> I would think so. I think that he's he's uh 
he had his short run, then he got relegated back down, then they gave him the IC title just to kind of, you know, keep him quiet because all the foreigners were coming in and taking over for a little stretch. So I think they're ready to, to give him the title back now next year. I mean, he needs to get it. I wanted him to get him wanted him to get it at the beginning of last year, but you know, whatever. They they just had a whole year of tearing him down to build him back back up, even though they really ain't had no real story with him last year. It's just like if you compare like what Naito did in 2017 to what he did in 2018, 2018 was basically a lost year. So, Anwar, at this time, man, I'll turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Uh, um, shout out to Jupiter Julep. Shout out to What Sleep Though. Shout out to Madam Halissa. I'm fucking, I'm fucking. Madam Lizette. Madam Lizette. Sorry, Madam Lizette. Uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep. And shout out to Jade Max because I'm going to use her ticket strategy to, to try to get me give me give me some takeover tickets or takeover ticket on the humble. Stupid cheat. All right. I'd like to thank my co-host Anwar Starwin for joining me once again for this edition of Cast and Strong Style. I'd like to thank all the listeners and all the subscribers to the CSPN, the WrestleCast, Cast and Strong Style, all the podcasts here on the network. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, please subscribe over to our Patreon page where you can listen to our dark match episodes, which are pre and post show conversations that we have here on Cast and Strong Style and the WrestleCast as well. You can find those episodes at patreon.com forward slash CSPN media, become a backstage past member, and you can gain access to the dark match and many more exclusive podcasts that we have up on the uh, Patreon page. I think we have like 64 different exclusive posts on Patreon that you can choose to listen to. So please go ahead and check that out over on patreon.com. And for my co-host Anwar Starwin, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been cast of strong stop Stop, 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 stop.